Right? There's Tom Hanks and Peter Scholar. They spend their days making up advertising just like Darren Stevens. And sure, at night they have to dress as women. Your goal is to buy the car you want, and their job is to sell you what's left. Because there's a pig that, as far as the humans know, can't actually do anything. But then there's a spider that can weave in its web, you know, some pig. And then it's the pig that gets to go to the fair. Hey, it's time uh, for the bitterest pill. Stan Class, I'm in my garage. You know, basically, I'm I'm a former, you know, am I still a stay-at-home dad? I don't know. I got to tell you, that's kind of been my identity. Let's get right into this, shall we? My identity for the last 10, 11, almost 11 and a half years has been kind of as a stay-at-home dad, you know? And yet now, because it's been that long, listen, you can't really, right? I mean, can you be a stay-at-home dad longer than that? I mean, I guess so in a way, but in another way, listen, my my kids are, uh, you know, they're they're growing up. My youngest is now seven. She's going to be in second grade. So if they're home, uh, you know, weekends, obviously, but if they're not home from 8 to 3.30, quarter of 4 every day during the school, am I really still a stay-at-home dad? Or am I now back to just being a guy with no job? I mean, that's really kind of the question now, isn't it? Hey, Dan, listen, are you... Because I used to come in here and I go, hey, you're listening to The Bitter's Pill. My name is Dan Class. I'm a failed actor. Former comedian, uh, stay-at-home dad shut in, under the flight path. Well, see, now maybe I'm just a, uh, right? Now maybe I'm just Dan Class under the flight path with no job. I have no idea. And it's all going to circle back to that, I believe, my friend. I have a lot to discuss, but I have to go pick up my daughter at uh, art uh, camp in uh, less than an hour. So this may be a two-parter. Now, I know, I, I don't know if I even talked to you last week, so there's a, so much to catch up on. If it is a two-parter, I'm going to try to get the second part out this week because this is, you know, if it's all one story, right? Okay. So without dilly-dallying, basically, where to begin? Well, well, we'll begin. We'll begin. The Okay, my daughter's right now at art camp. And I told you this before. My daughter, both my kids, my son and my daughter, go to this quote-unquote art camp which is a, basically a kid's art class for three hours a day during the week for two weeks at Otis Art School. You know, Otis, like Otis Parsons, like Otis. Like, hey, name, you know, right? I mean, it's probably one of the top couple of art schools in Los Angeles. Affiliate, right? Okay. So those lucky little sons of uh, guns, you know, sons of me's, uh, they get to go to Otis for two weeks and, uh, you know, goof around with art projects. Now, when I was, um, it's funny, I just got a message from my nephew who's uh, currently beginning his school uh, search, you know. He thinks he wants to go into broadcasting. Well, when I first was looking at schools, I, I thought I wanted to go into advertising, but maybe art Maybe theater, that's, you know, clearly I've not changed. The more I examine my past, the more I uh, understand my present, right? Because I knew I wanted to go to college for uh, art or uh, theater, maybe broadcasting, no? Advertising, acting, acting during a broadcast while creating advertising. I should be on Mad Men, I know. My point is, 
So, um, because I had a little, you know, portfolio, I think, at the time in school. And I had my theater monologues and I had, uh, you know, grades and tests, test scores and all that stuff. And, you know, you never know, right? I didn't know if I was going to go to art school, but, but I was always in art classes. And I always really dug art classes because they're pretty relaxed and there's not a lot of math. Usually get to listen to music and hang out with girls and uh, draw things or paint, maybe sculpt something, pound something out of metal or cut it out of metal and shine it up or bake it in a kiln or sew it, you know, whatever. So part of me in my multi, uh, multi-track fantasy life that I've been living in, one of, my, one of the tracks of my fantasy life was that I was going to go to art school and hang out with art people and meet art chicks and um, do that. And in certain ways, I guess I did. I married an art chick. She, you know, I would meet her up in her studio with all her advertising art cohorts, you know. So taking the kids now to Otis, it's kind of weird. And especially at my age, you know, I'm getting up there. Um, You start to get kind of nostalgic about those things, but it's a little confusing because you feel like, well, maybe you should be the teacher. Am I the student? What am I doing? You know, but it's art school. So everybody's got, you know, portfolios and canvases and uh, sculptures that they're arranging on on the grass of like these weird t-shirts. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but it looks like a lot of fun. And it doesn't look like it involves math. And so I start really fantasizing like, oh my God, it would be so hot. Like if I had to start over again, I would definitely so completely go to art school. Right? The buildings are made out of corrugated steel and concrete and stainless and the walls are all white and kind of modern and hip and downstairs they're they've got this exhibit these this this these two exhibits downstairs from where the kids are taking class have i told you this yet downstairs i gotta think of the guy's name oh, shoot i can't think of his but there's one guy these great paintings these great sick surrealistic paintings that are all these commentaries on uh popular culture and consumerism and advertising and everything it's all back to advertising i know when you go to school for advertising and meeting a girl that's studying advertising and marrying girls study advertising and you become a commercial actor and she becomes a creative director and an ad agency, you know what? Every once in a while it might come back to plop, plop, fizz, fizz. I'm gonna, on the website, I'm going to put the name of this artist because it's really just like this. My favorite painting I think of his, I'm th- trying to think, is like called like maybe the, the Seven-Headed Hydra of advertising or something. I don't know, but it's this beast. This multi-headed beast, and one of the heads is like Tony the Tiger, and one is this, you know, the plop plop fizz fizz speedy uh, guy. And there's Quisp and Quake flying around, and Captain Crunch is in there, but they're all a little demonic. Basically, it's the entire world being overrun by zombieized, demonic characters from, uh, you know, product packaging. Oh, it's awesome. It's so awesome and sick and surreal. It's exactly the kind of artwork you'd want to do if you, you know, had talent to actually do something like that. And you were really kind of just messed up and the guy probably gets stoned out of his gourd. Watches daytime TV, gets so sick of all those commercials and then just starts painting the hydro with the, right? The Manny Moen Jack head. Awesome. And then the other exhibit is this uh, video project that Malcolm McLaren put together. Malcolm McLaren, who died uh, recently... 
uh, pop slash punk emphasis. Emphas- what's that word? You know what? I got to admit it. In my, uh, uh, you know, my advancing age, I don't know that I've ever actually said the word that I'm trying to say. Empresario? Em- uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. He was the guy that kind of created, in a way, depending on who you ask, if you ask him, he created the Sex Pistols. And he kind of gui- guided Adam uh, Ant at one point and then stole his band and created Bow Wow Wow out of the remnants of the ants. And, but, but anyway, and, and then he, you know, he produced some of uh, his own stuff. Jojo San. Yeah, we've talked about Malcolm McLaren. Well, anyway, he's got this video uh, project that is uh, looping in one of the other galleries. I think it's called Shallow 1 through 21. Uh, just like trippy bits of, uh, you know, movies, like old 60s movies and footage he's shot and, you know, there's music and beats and whatnot. Very cool. Very cool and really makes you want to go to art school. But I, and so I start getting, you know, I start getting a little, not testy, but, you know, a little testy. Like, you know what? I kind of blew it. Because it was the, you know, uh, the 80s when I went to college. And, you know, we all thought we had to get job jobs, you know, in a big city. Basically, maybe it's Tom Hanks' fault because he was on Bosom Buddies, I think, at the time. And those guys worked in advertising. You know, anything Tom Hanks does, it looks like so much fun. Right? There's Tom Hanks and Peter Scholar. They spend their days making up advertising, just like Darren Stevens. And sure, at night they have to dress as women to live uh, with the hot chicks in that building, whatever the hell that was all about. Guys, you're in advertising, you can't afford a real apartment? Uh, Okay. Maybe that should have been clue number one, that Tom Hanks and Bosom Buddies couldn't, you know, live where he wanted to live. Yes, young people, there there was a sitcom starring Tom Hanks where he worked in advertising during the day and at night had to dress as a woman. Because he wanted to live in an old woman's uh, apartment building or something. Oh, jeez. Mayday, mayday. Anyway. So I didn't end up going to art school. And I didn't end up going to theater uh, college, like acting college, either. Because I have this tendency to to run away from what I want to do. Which is fine. You know, listen, uh, if it only takes uh, almost 50 years to, to discover this about yourself, that's, you know what, that's, that leaves you plenty of time to uh, live out your life the way you should. Really. If you finally make these realizations about yourself when you're rapidly approaching half a century, listen, you may have a good 20 or 30 minutes to actually live the life you were meant to lead. Well, I didn't go to acting school. I went, I auditioned. I applied to a couple of acting schools. I went and auditioned at a, an acting school at Carnegie Mellon University. And this is what I kind of don't understand. I do understand, but I don't understand about auditioning to get into school. Hey, listen, jackass, if I was really good at this, like you seem to expect me to be, I wouldn't need to come here. Because I do my audition and then she, you know, she spots this weakness or she wants, she gives me this note to kind of test me out or whatever, which I, you know what, I guess I understand. Listen, you can't accept everyone. Granted, listen, I'm young and charming. I have feathered hair. You can't just let me in. No, I got to audition. Okay. So, oh, could you do it like this? Could you do it like that? Could you do your monologue again? The thing from Hamlet? Uh, yes, I can. They don't accept me. But again, but if you accepted me and I went to your school, then I would be a good actor. Then I would come back and audition. I'd kick ass. But I'm not going to go to Pittsburgh to study, uh, you know, humanities. Isn't that's not happening? 
So what happens, you know, 40, uh, well, not 40 years later, 30, 20 years, 25, I don't know. I can't do math. Again, with the math. So the kids went to, to Otis for two weeks. And then when that was done, Princess T, who I really shouldn't call Princess T anymore because she's far outgrown that, hasn't she? Uh, my daughter, Tulu, that is her name, um, went to music theater camp. Okay. We're basically for two weeks all day. She got to hang out and uh, improvise and learn songs and do theater games and uh, act and do fun stuff. And then at the end of the two weeks, they put on a production of Charlotte's Web. But not any production of Charlotte's Web. A production of Charlotte's Web that incorporates uh, classic rock tunes rewritten to incorporate the, the, the story of Charlotte's Web. So they did Charlotte's Web, but they sang, uh, you know, American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Beast of Burden by the Rolling Stones, uh, Walk This Way by Aerosmith, the theme song to Friends. I don't remember how that worked in exactly. I'm leaving out. They did Joy to the World, you know, Three Dog Night, Joy to the World. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was an extravaganza, my friend. And then she met theater friends. So now she has theater friends. She has art school friends and theater friends. Ah, it's disgusting. And I get stuck, you know, making the costume. Now, see, that's what you do as a parent, right? You make costumes. Not that often, but fairly often, right? Costumes. I've made uh, California Blue Whales, John Hancock's, uh... What else? Native Americans, pilgrims, and then of course that, and that's not even counting Halloween. Where my wife and I have made lemurs, lions, or, right? Uh, what was tea last year? I don't even remember. Oh, shoot, we bought that one. Last year we bought. Oh, thank God we bought last year. Well, so what happens is tea gets um, cast in the role of a raven. She gets to choose between either being a rat when, you know, with Templeton, you know the story, right? Charlotte's Web, it's about a pig. They're going to eat the pig. And then Charlotte the spider is going to, right, knit, uh, you know, whatever, web. She's going to web out. She's going to web out and make the pig seem really interesting, which I, I'm still not clear on how that works. Because there's a pig that, as far as the humans know, can't actually do anything. But then there's a spider that can weave in its web, you know, some pig, and then the, it's the pig that gets to go to the fair. Listen, E.B. White, whatever, I don't know what you're drinking, brother, but listen, it's the spider that should be caught and saved and taken to the fair. This spider can, can knit English words. But I digress. So my, my daughter gets to choose between being, she's, she's in Templeton's gang, okay? And she gets to choose whether to be a rat or a raven. She decides to be a raven. That's fine. And we know going into this whole thing that we're going to have to make a costume. That's fine, my friend. That's fine. Well, she decides she does not want to be a rat. She wants to be a raven. And we say, okay, great. And in the back of the script, there's a list of, uh, well, if you're a raven, you could wear this. You could wear this. You know, get a long sleeve black T-shirt and uh, some black leggings and uh, maybe put a few feathers on it and call it a day. Okay, because this is the Broadway adaptation of The Lion King. This isn't, right, Moomin Shantz. This is summer camp. 
And so they're trying to be cool about it. Like, you know, if you're playing the pig, then wear pink. If you're playing a duck, wear white. If you're playing a raven, wear black and a feather. And that's it. That's it, unless you're a member of the class family. Because between... <laughs> between me, right? You got me. Okay, so you got me. I'm always looking for an excuse to not do laundry or get a job or, you know, anything constructive in a, in a long-term sense. You got my wife, the creative director, advertising girl, and then my two kids who are just like the project-hungry little imps. Okay, so we're at Michael's, the epicenter of, uh, you know, all supplies. And we're buying foam, you know, like a, not stiff foam, but that foam that they, you know, if you've ever been to Michael's, those craft shops where they have like foam, that thin, flexible foam. I don't know how to describe it, but it's in many colors. It's in many colors. And you can buy it and cut it. So we get, we're getting foam and we're getting packages upon packages of feathers. We cannot find long t-shirts. We, we, we go to 16, 17, 8, 25 different stores looking for long sleeve uh, t-shirt in July. Guess what, folks? You can't do it, okay? You really cannot buy a plain long-sleeved black t-shirt for a girl, apparently, in July, at least not in any of the places that we can think of to go to. Okay, fine. So we get all this stuff back, and, you know, like, well, you know, how should we do this part? How should we do that part? Well, I guess we're going we're gonna to cut the... Um, the wings out of the foam. The foam is, you know, a couple feet by three feet, let's say. Okay. We got a couple of those. We're going to cut wing shapes out of that. We're going to somehow, God knows how, stick it to my daughter's arm. And she's going to be a raven. We'll put a couple feathers somewhere. And she really wants a black mask. And we finally have the brain, uh, you know, whatever, to, to go to a costume. You know, Party City. Do you have Party City where you are? They have a few costumes in the back this time of year. They always have a few costumes in the back. Usually, if you want to dress up as a pimp or a pimp's uh, employee, you can go to Party City and get a pimp or pimp employee, uh, you know, uh, props. Some goth makeup, maybe a bald wig, that kind of thing. So we're looking for a black, you know, a normal little mask, you know, like Robin, Batman and Robin would wear. Just a little mask, you know. And we can't find, we can't find, well, I finally find one in the, I don't know what section, the Mardi Gras, I have no idea, because it wasn't really with the normal costumes, but it was, it had all kind of feathers. It was black, and then it had some blue feathers, and it had some big peacock feathers sticking out of it, and I'm showing them, like, Daddy has saved the day, I found not only a mask, but babies and babyettes, ladies and germs, the thing has stinking feathers already on it, oh my gosh, this is so fabulous, what do you think, I don't know. And both the girls are poo-pooing my huge feather mask discovery. So I'm like, I can't believe you guys. This is a feather mask. It's a mask. Isn't this what we've been looking for now for an hour and a half? It's a mask, but it's already got feathers on it. It's a feather mask. Well, sure, the peacock feathers have got to go. Absolutely. But listen, once we cut off the peacock feathers, can't we? I don't know. I don't know. And they won't. They won't cop to it, that it was a brilliant discovery until it's time to get in line. And then finally, well, you know, maybe we'll get it. I don't know. Maybe we'll get it. We'll see how it works. See how it works. Are you crazy? This is the discovery of the afternoon. So we get it home. 
We got all our supplies, you know. Our supplies and our glues. And I'm Johnny Glue Gun. Now, I became a glue gun uh, expert during the days where Hudson and I got it in our heads that we were going to create a puppet show. And during the puppet show years, we became quite adept at sewing and uh, hot glue gunning. And if you're not clear on how a hot glue gun works, basically it is a um, thing that looks like a gun, clearly. And inside the gun is something that gets insanely hot. And you put into it a piece of rubber. And the rubber melts, and then you squeeze a trigger, and the rubber comes out the other end melted. And that's the quote-unquote glue. Basically, melted plastic. It just happens to be plastic that heats at a lower temperature as the plastic that the gun is made of, but it's still plastic. It's plastic and rubber. And it will burn you like heck if you touch it at all. So guess who gets to use the hot glue gun, Dan? Yes, that's true. Me. Mm-hmm. So we get home and um, we cut out the feathers, uh, cut out the uh, wing shapes, you know, for T's little wings. And we put them on and we, we do trim off, you know, the, um, the uh, peacock feathers. And I don't want to gloat too much, my friend. But the feather mask is a GD stroke of genius. It looks so good. It's got a little blue feather in there, which you know what? A raven wouldn't have, but it's going to make the whole thing pop from the audience. I'm sorry. Listen, this is all I have. So we cut out the, the feather, uh, the wing shapes. I keep saying feather. We cut out the wings. We cut out the wings. And I take, so I, so I lay the wings out and I say to T, all right, baby, so where am I going to put a couple feathers? How's this going to work? And she's like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I want, I want it to look like a wing. I'm like, well, it does look like a wing, baby. She's like, no, 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 no. But I mean, I want it to look like a wing. And I say, what do you mean a wing? And you go, you know, with feathers on it. And I'm like, well, how many feathers? And she goes, well, we bought all these. And she opens up. And I had no real uh, clear. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you, you bought like four bags of uh, full-size black feathers. Yeah, uh-huh. And so now you want me to hot glue gun this, this roughly 40 or 50 feathers? Onto your wing, uh-huh. Oh. Well, that that's that's a great idea, honey. Um, hmm. We'll tell you what, let, let's just put a few on. Let's, okay, I got it, okay. Uh, I got an idea, let's put a few on. We'll see how that goes, okay? We'll just put a few, kind of maybe sticking out the back. You know, so it kind of gives it a little feather silhouette, kind of like, but but for the most part, maybe it could just be the foam. Well, I don't know, Daddy, but can we just please? I covered the entire wing in feathers. Each one perfectly placed so as to replicate what a real raven wing would look like. Big, long, sweeping Feathers out the end, the ones that would catch flight. Smaller, wispier feathers up near the shoulder. Two 
fully realized raven wings attached to a lovely dark blue polo with Velcro squares. Dan, wake up. You are in art school. You've been listening to the shorter, freer version of this episode of The Bitter's Pill. If you want to get all the full-length episodes, all you need to do is become a Premium Pill subscriber. For a mere $4 a month, you will get full-length uh, episodes of every single edition of The Bitter's Pill. I know, it, it's hard to believe. Anyway, for complete information, please go to thebitterspill.com. If you ever have any questions, just write me at pill at danclass, D-A-N-K-L-A-S-S dot com. Uh, hope to see you there. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That's 